Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Phil at the Movies. I am your host, Phil Walsh, and you are listening to episode number 31 of this ongoing podcast series dedicated to, you guessed it, the movies, or as I enjoy saying on this show, for the love of movies. I talk about it all on here, the good, the bad, everything in between, and today I got a, got a real fun one for you. Well, let me clarify. All the episodes are fun, or at least at least I hope they are. But uh, doing doing something a little uh, different today, a little seasonal, if you will. We are in the uh, the start of the holiday season, even though we are still two weeks out before Thanksgiving. It mine's will be Christmas if you go into any shopping center or Walmart. There's plenty of Christmas decorations and inflatable Santas to to remind you that Christmas is just creeping around the corner. So. Uh, Get your holiday shopping started uh, now, I guess is the, uh, the subliminal messaging there. But um, nevertheless, doing something uh, a little interesting today, kind of, you know, in part keeping with the theme that, that started sort of by coincidence uh, or really by accident last week with uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. And sort of thought as we're in this season of, of Christmas and, and the holidays, what a perfect time to, to talk about holiday-centric films or, or, or films that kind of have a maybe a, a, a holiday subtext to them, whether intentional or not. Uh, so that'll be kind of the uh, agenda over the next, uh, I think at least the next couple of weeks, with uh, additional um, you know, uh, thoughts and, and feedbacks on, on, other, on other films as, as they release. We are, of course, also in the start of Oscar season, so... A lot of a lot of great films to be talking about in in, in that regard as well. But before I uh, before I set the table for uh, for today's show, let me begin, of course, with uh, the usual housekeeping and start off by saying thank you to you, the listeners, for your continued support and warm response for this show. I've said it before, and I will say it again. This is a passion project for me, but to have your feedback, to have your engagement, to have your just warm encouragement has just made this all the more worthwhile and enjoyable so thank you for listening each week thank you for your feedback it really just gives me that extra bounce in my steps so i again i thank you from the bottom of my heart for your continued support of this show uh if you have not done so already uh, you can rate and review on apple podcast as well as subscribe and feel free to recommend this show to anyone, family, friends, anyone who you think might be uh, interested in listening to a, uh, a film buff go on at great lengths, maybe maybe too much at some points, um, about films and cinema. Uh, certainly, uh, I'm always in the mood for uh, or, you know, looking for new podcasts and stumbling into them through either friends or recommendations, so here's your chance to uh, to uh, recommend this show to a, to a friend or uh, you know, maybe you just want to, you know, give it to someone who can uh you know is having trouble sleeping i mean maybe just the sound in my voice might might uh might might uh, encourage someone to get some z's but nevertheless any any recommendations uh is greatly appreciated uh so thank you uh in advance for that lastly of course you can reach me on twitter my personal handle is phil uh phil cast movies the handle for this show is phil at the movies but I'm much more active on my personal handle, so you can tweet at me there. You can reach out and uh, 
you know, it's, that's really the best way to uh, get in touch with me. Uh, so with that, uh, let me let me set the table for today's show. It's a it's a cornucopia, if you will, of uh, of films. There are some connections. Some you might say, okay, what what's going on here? Uh, because what I want to talk about today are two Christmas movies and then a a current film that is uh, out there in the uh, in the zeitgeist. And at the start, you're going to think, okay, what what the hell was going on here? Because movies I want to talk about are, again, no particular order, but Miracle on 34th Street, the original version, the uh, Will Ferrell Christmas classic, Elf, and last but certainly not least, the uh, sequel, or in this case, the prequel, to this year's horror hit, X, and I'm talking about, in this case, Pearl. So, three three different films, uh wide wide array of of genre uh certainly uh, pearl is 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 in, the, is in the slasher horror mold elf is much more of a uh, of a family christmas comedy and miracle on 34th street i would almost classify as a as a drama uh with with of course the uh, the holiday subtext but okay Set the table. Set uh, set the stage. Let's let's dive into this because I sort of thought you know in, in light of the uh, the holiday season approaching, always a good chance to to revisit Christmas films and uh, you know catch up on movies that sometimes you only see once a year, if that. And the other day I was going through my uh, my video library and it was just sort of organizing different things for uh, you know. Anticipation for Christmas and whatnot, and I just happened to stumble upon two of my favorite uh, Christmas films, which uh, the aforementioned Miracle on 34th Street and Elf, and it got me thinking because I knew I wanted to talk today about Pearl because I only briefly touched upon it uh, a few weeks back, but uh, I wanted to go into more or really less about the film itself and more about the actual performance. And then looking at Elf, seeing you know the, the DVD and then Miracle on 34th Street, my mind started clicking. And I started thinking, all right, this might be an interesting topic. So again, bear with me here. Uh, there, there, is, there is a train of thought uh, that you can catch. But each of these three films, while none of them, they, they have no connection whatsoever. I mean, you could you know, weave together a, a, a thin connection with Elf and Miracle on 34th Street because they're both classified as Christmas films, but that's about where the comparison ends. Pearl, of course, is off in its own, its own space, but what got me thinking is Pearl, you know, as an aside, is one of my favorite films of this year. I'm not sure if I said it before, but I will certainly say it now. I enjoyed it more than than X, which I, I thought was was utterly fantastic and, and kind of a, a, a bold reinvention of, of a of a classic genre uh, done with 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 a modern sensibility and, and, and style. But I, I thought Pearl just hit it out of the ballpark and, and took what was there with X and accelerated it to the stratosphere. And 
what makes it work, what made X work, and what certainly makes Pearl work is the unnerving and, frankly, unbounded uh, performance by Maya Goth as the, the, the title character of Pearl. And what just struck me with this this film is that we're not watching an actor perform. Now, I know you might, might be saying, okay, well, well it, it, you know, that's what it's all about. You know, the, you know, an actor is performing, noted. What I mean when I say that is, to me, when there is a performance where you are transported into the world, into the story, and what you are watching on screen is not said actor playing a character, but you are actually watching that character. And so whatever preconceived notions you may have, whatever memories you may have about a particular actor or other roles they've done, all that can be put aside or washed away if the story and the character within that story have a conviction that is tethered in some sense to reality, even if the story is fantastical, but it has a tether to reality that can then draw you, the audience, into that into that world. And that's what I that's what happened with Pearl. Th- this was a a performance, and you can't even really call it a performance because you know you're watching this character. I mean, Maya Goth transformed. She really disappeared into this character. I mean, backing it up just a little bit, she transformed herself in X, both physically and. And 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 literally into this this psychotic older woman who who was going around killing people on on her family farm, and I was stunned at uh, at first when I learned that she was playing both uh, the character of Maxine in the movie and then the older version of Pearl. I mean, again, it's 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 night and day. They're two totally different performances. You would think it was a different actor, um, but. You know, X is kind of just sort of the the tip of the iceberg. Pearl, which is a uh, a prequel of sorts, tells the the kind of the origin story, if you will, for this this character and how how she became this psychotic monster that we see in in X. And you know, background, you know, it's set in nineteen eighteen uh, or maybe nineteen nineteen, and. You have a character who is who's just dying, you know, yearns to be famous, yearns to be recognized, wants to be a star, wants to be on the stage, wants to have uh, attention and notoriety. And right away, I, I was just sort of awed by this performance because it's very hard when you are taking a character that is complex. And, and and meant to be presented in a way that is both uh, you know diabolical and 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 just outright evil. You know, it's hard to create a, a sympathetic uh, portrayal. And and you know, in many ways, you know, villains. You know, sometimes there's, there's always that knock. Oh, we shouldn't sympathize with villains. But I think, in many ways, a good story. You know, doesn't make you have to. Uh, you know, sympathize with a character, but you can at least understand a character on a human level instead of just being, you know, a stock villain, you know, the twirling mustache, uh, black-hatted evil guy laughing in the corner. Uh, A real villain can have complexities and and pathos, and if that's 
that's done well, you can create a, a character that is, in many ways, everlasting. And that's what I felt with this particular role uh, uh, by Maya Goth. It, it is such an unnerving performance. And again, the stuff that happens on screen, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I won't spoil it if you haven't seen it, but it is, I mean, it, it's it's horrific. I mean, it's a horror film, it's a slasher film, and, and they, they don't hold back. I mean, it, it is a brutal film to watch. But, you know, why I would always recommend a film like this is because if you can, you know, put the, the gore and the blood to the side and really watch the performance, I, I mean, it, it's one of the year's best as far as I'm concerned. And I, I think if the Academy uh, uh, took uh, better appreciation to horror films and, and films of this nature, there is no reason why my God shouldn't be in the conversation, if not the running for for a best actress nomination. I mean, I, I'm this is not me being hype, uh, hy- uh, you know, hyperbolic. I, I really think this is one of the year's best performances. And again, it, it it's so interesting that that this was released, you know, six five six months after X, because I think that was so fresh and, and inventive and, and original that it's you know hard for you know to sort of get that out of your mind, but. In many ways, I think Pearl just cranks it up to 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 an eleven because not only do you have the kind of basis that you had in 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 X, but now you get the backstory. Now you get the the world that created this character. And again, it's it's as terrifying as it is as it is haunting, and and, and it really stays with you even after the credits roll. Because my goth takes you on this journey with the character, and even though she's doing horrible things, and, and she really is, she's a she's a you know vicious person that you know again has no uh, you know redeeming you know nature to her. You are still captivated by the story, and I think part of that is because even though she is a horrible, horrible human being, because of the way she is portrayed, we the audience at least can see a window into into what's going on you know you're not you know, rationalizing it you're not even uh empathizing to a degree but you are understanding this character and why the character makes choices that are that are horrific but you you can you kind of follow her twisted logic and and again it, it's it's a haunting performance because you know her her desires are, are you know all part of human nature you know she wants to be loved, she wants to be accepted, she wants to have fame, she wants to have notoriety. I mean, again, stuff that people go through on you know a daily basis, and then you know it's just sort of you know acted out in this this grandiose fashion, and it it it, uh, it, it really is a haunting, uh, hauntingly beautiful performance. I mean, you know, again, the you know the storyline itself, you know, it's it, in many ways, you know, it's it's been done before, but I mean, it's what sells this and what makes it work is the performance and i think for me it topped x because it it just it takes what was there and then just just elevates it into this you know extraordinary uh portrait of of a of a, of a character that is that is right on the edge and then just just descends into the abyss and almost seems to revel in in, in the 
the self-destruction. It's again, it's one of those performances. It stays with you, and it's it it is hauntingly beautiful in a way. And that's, I mean, that's the mark of a great of a great character that it it can stay with you, and and you don't see the the actor or actress. You just see the character, and you see the performance. I mean, think Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. You know, again, just an all-consuming, all-transformative performance and that's what happened here with with Maya Goth so all right I kind of following my trim following the logic here you're probably all saying okay now how does this all connect to to two Christmas movies and and I'll say there's not necessarily a, a a straight line connection here but in kind of you know thinking on that and then seeing these two uh Christmas movies that just sort of you know fell into my lap as I was going through my uh through my collection I, I thought about these these two performances and how, in the case of Elf, where you have Will Ferrell playing Buddy the Elf, and in the case of Miracle on 34th Street, where you have Edmund Gwynn playing Santa Claus, who, uh, interestingly enough, was both nominated and, and won Best Supporting Actor for his role as Kris Kringle, a.k.a. Santa Claus. And, again, kind of in the same way... With Maya Goth and Pearl, when I watch Elf, when I watch Miracle on 34th Street, now, you know, again, noted, they're, they're, they're different films, different genres. Now, I'm not trying to say there's the USM connection. What I am saying, though, is the performances are transformative. The performances are engaging. You're never once seeing the actor, you are seeing the particular character. I've seen Will Ferrell in dozens of other films. I've seen him in comedies. I've seen him in dramas. He's a very gifted, very talented, very funny actor. Every performance, you know, he you know he gives you know he makes it his own. He makes it original. But there is something about Elf that maybe it is because this was sort of his first real you know kind of emergence on the on the on the big stage, so to speak. But this performance, it really is one for the ages, and it's you never once see think, oh, that's you know Will Ferrell. Like some of his other films, like you know Step Brothers, or you know some of his his other you know more uh, more recent uh, works. Like again, great great performances, but you know in some ways, and I don't mean this you know with a knock, but like you know it's you know it's Will Ferrell playing a character. You see, you know that's Will Ferrell doing doing his doing his shtick, and that's not what you see in Elf. In Elf, you see Buddy the Elf. You see Buddy. You see Buddy at the North Pole. You see him you know, finding his way through New York. I mean, a classic fish-out-of-water story. But this, this idea of the performance being so, you know, so real, even though, again, the, the world is – the story is fantastical and it's, you know, it's a Christmas movie and you've got Santa Claus and reindeer. It's, it's the believability that he – exudes from the character that you buy into the entire world you buy into the entire story and again you're talking about an actor that just you know you you don't see the actor i only see uh you know buddy on screen that is that that to me that's that's the mark of a great uh, of a great performance again tying it with 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 edmund gwen as uh, chris kringle santa claus in miracle on 34th street i mean there's a reason he is the only uh, actor to date to ever be uh, nominated and, and to win 
uh, an award for playing Santa Claus, and that's because the performance is just. But again, it's not a performance. You're you're, you're watching that that person, that character, on screen, and it's it's such a it's such an endearing performance. I mean, if you know Will Ferrell's is is such a a, a bubbly, feel good, heartwarming performance. I mean, the movie itself is just it's it's a it's a classic crowd pleaser. I mean, it, it, just from start to finish. I mean, just from from the rewatchability aspect to just you know the some of the the, the you know the the funny moments. I mean, you know him making spaghetti or the 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 mailroom scene. I mean, it, like it's just it's a perfect Christmas movie. It's it's a wonderful piece of, of cynicism. You know, you know being. Uh, over overcome with with joy and, and happiness and then you know, finding your place in the world i mean it's a beautiful beautiful you know, timeless christmas story uh, but it but it it goes from you know just being a christmas movie into a classic because i think of of, of Farrell's performance and how it is again you're not watching Farrell on screen you are watching buddy the elf you know what i mean like it's it just it, it, it's such uh, again i throw that word around but it's it's transformative and and that's the same thing with with Miracle on 34th Street. You know, a lot of times, you know, especially, you know, with with uh, with Santa Claus, you know, you you can sometimes you know see th- see behind the the beard, so to speak, and and you know who the actor is, or it's you know an actor, you know, it's woman so playing Santa Claus, and and that's not the case with, with Edmund Gwen. It really, again, it feels like you are watching this man who who believes himself to be Santa Claus and it's this again there's a reason why he won an award there's a reason why uh, he's sort of the gold standard for for Santa Claus on film because it's an effortless performance he's not acting in many ways he's just he's just being he's just existing it's it's through glances it's through smiles it's through nods i mean i don't even think he does any of any real you know ho ho ho's in, in it you know maybe a couple you know laughs and here there like it, it's such a grounded performance and yet it, it, it just it just comes across as like oh my god that's that's santa claus like you know i'll you know give you a quick sidebar the first time i saw this film i must have been I'm guessing in, in probably you know, second grade, maybe. I, I, don't, I, I, was, I was young. I mean, I've always been a big Christmas uh, movie guy, so I mean, I've been watching these films for a long time. But you know, nevertheless, it was, you know, it was when I you know, still believed in uh, Santa Claus. And I remember seeing him on, on screen, and I you know, said, oh, my God, they, they got Santa for the movie. That, that's pretty cool. Like, you know. Oh wow! This was you know this is a really old movie that makes a lot of sense. It's, you know, there, there's Santa Claus on screen. Like, you know, again, yeah, of course he's not really Santa Claus, but like that's how the performance came across. And now, of course, you know, revisiting the film uh, so many years later, and, and you know, again, watching it at least once once a, a year, it, the performance is, is magical. It, it, it truly is. It is one of those things where. Again, you're not watching an actor play said character. This is not, uh, you, know, uh, you know, pick a name out of a hat, putting on a red suit and uh, and beard. I mean, it, it it's it's Santa, you know, it's Chris Kringle, it's Santa Claus right there. And you know, it's interesting if you look at a photo of uh, of Edmund Wynn without the beard, without the uh, 
the makeup and without the costume, you would never know. Like again, it's really it is quite a a transformation in in, in the physical and, and literal sense, and it, it, it just it, it warms your heart every every year. And it, again, it kind of you know speaks even to the the most cynical uh, person out there that, that you know, you're never too old to believe, you know, and it's always, you know, having a little faith in, in something or someone that will get you through any kind of crisis or any kind of situation. And I don't know, it, it just, it's one of those performances where I, even though I've seen the movie dozens of times, I always, you know, finish it with a, with a huge smile on my face. I'm just like, Oh, this is, this is just such a special Christmas film. And I think, again, it's, it's enhanced, because you have you know, not only an award-winning performance, but a, a truly uh, kind of you know, defining uh, performance of, of 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 Santa Claus. Like I said, I think he's sort of he's held up as the gold standard for all uh, other actors that have come afterwards. Because I mean, you know, he did win you know the Best Supporting Actor uh, Oscar, but he it, it just it's such an effortless take. It, again, it's not. Not over the top. It's not hammy. It, it, it's very grounded. And again, kind of you know trying to tie this all together because you know this is really a, a cornucopia, if you will, of, uh, of of performances. That's really what I wanted to make this about today, and and just sort of get at what makes a good performance. And it's again, you know, sometimes you know in a, in a movie, you know. A hammy character, an over-the-top character, it you know works because it's part of the story, it's part of the the situation. All three of these characters, all three from Pearl, Health, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, they never once feel like they're hamming it up, over the top, winking to the camera. They all feel like they are genuine and real. And, and again, that's a word that sometimes get you know gets lost in in the in the shuffle. But it really it really speaks to I think the the, the talent of of all three actors. I mean, you know, Edmund Gwynn, you know, may he rest in peace. You know, was a was a phenomenally gifted actor. But uh, you know, watching him play you know Chris Kringle, Santa Claus in in, in Miracle, it's just on a whole other level. I mean, it's just. Again, he's not even trying. He just it's just doing it. The same thing, you know, with 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 Will Ferrell. I mean, it, it's just such a it's just such a special, funny, endearing performance. I mean, again, and I mean this with, with total sincerity. Like that that's like that's a special Oscar. Like yeah, you know, I really I mean that. It's one of those roles where it's like, you know, th- this this is a hell of a performance. And again, I think you know, sort of going back with with Pearl, it's a shame that sometimes these films don't always get the kind of recognition that they that they frankly deserve. I mean, you know, Miracle was sort of in a, in a you know it was a different time, a different place. It was in the late '40s, and interestingly enough, it was it was never marketed as a Christmas movie. It was actually released in the summertime um, because they thought more people went to the movies during the summer than at Christmas, but. Uh, you know, people were pleasantly surprised that there was the Christmas subtext. And uh, funny enough, the movie opened in like either May or June and played literally throughout the entire summer into the fall and then ultimately into the Christmas season. Of course, you know, paving the way for uh, for, for Edmund Gwynn's Oscar nomination and, and, and later win. But uh, it, it's a shame that 
horror and uh, even uh, you know other genre films don't get the kind of recognition that they deserve in terms of acting and, and you know again I'll, I'll just you know say it on on Farrell's performance as, as Buddy I, again I think that that is a, a an award uh, nomination worthy performance I, I think it was a it was a it was both funny but it was both human and I mean and, and there's just there's that realness to it that it, it just sort of it, it captures your imagination and I, what I have always found is that whenever there is a film that you know you go you go back to again and again you know there's there's usually a number of of factors I mean sometimes of course you know it's it's a great story or you know sometimes it's uh you know it's it's so uh you know it's so uh you know so uh you know so bad it's good kind of a thing but a lot of times uh and certainly you know for me as someone who prioritizes um, you know, story and characterization over over spectacle. A, a really captivating performance can will, can bring you back again and again. And you know, in the case of these three films, even though they're all you know unique and different in their own uh, their own way, I, I you know I find myself going back to 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 Elf and to Miracle every year because you know not only are they great Christmas films, but they have truly magical. And, and frankly, just inspiring performances. And you know, the same can be said uh, of Pearl. I have now seen it twice. I expect I will watch it you know, again and again because, as I said, you go back to the story. You go back to the, the, the characters. And that's what captures the imagination. That's what uh, at least keeps, keeps me going back. Uh, is is if there's a performance that is sort of on a whole other level, I mean, you're going to want to check it out again and again because you might see a different nuance, you might see uh, a scene differently, or you know, again, you, you get insight, uh, you know, into a particular character or, or you know how they're how they're thinking or what's going on. I mean, that's the mark of a great uh, performance. It's why you know, again, I go back to Heath Ledger as a Joker. It's why his performance is analyzed and discussed 14 years later because it was both engrossing and 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 just mesmerizing all at once and you never get bored with it the same can be said with the three performances that i've talked about here today edmund gwynn as chris kringle will ferrell as buddy and and maya goth as as pearl these are not boring performances these are these are these are genuine these are these are engaging and the biggest thing i always go back to they feel real. They feel like, again, we're not watching the actor. We are watching the character exist in this world and uh, with this story. And so there we have it today, kind of a, a cornucopia of, of different film performances. Some, some similarities because of the, the Christmas subtext, but all, all in all, three original and, and, and totally memorable Performances, so I, I I hope that came through today, and this wasn't just a, a cornucopia of uh, of nonsense, but uh, you know, kind of you know was 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 thinking of one uh, direction uh, for this uh, particular show earlier, and then uh, you know the the discovery of of Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street and Elf sort of you know falling into my lap by uh, 
by uh, by uh, you know happenstance just sort of kind of made everything gel together. So uh, I, I I hope uh, I hope my points uh, came across uh, clearly and and well today. And uh, I'm curious, uh, you know, for those of you who have seen Pearl, what are your thoughts? Does it uh, surpass X as it did for me? Is it uh, you know what, what are your thoughts? Uh, certainly want to hear uh, people's takes uh, because I know there are. Of course, different uh, different reactions as there is uh, as there are with everything, but uh, also, what about your favorite Christmas film? Uh, certainly, there are uh, a number of them out there, and those uh, that, that can be a fi- those can be fighting words. Uh, favorite Christmas films, uh, but uh, curious to know what your thoughts are, are as well. We'll give a kind of a little tease now that uh, you know, as I said, we're in the start of the Christmas season, more or less, and this show is going to be a. Uh, Kind of responding in kind. So, uh, as I indicated uh, last week, we have coming uh, out down the line on on HBO Max a Christmas Story Christmas, the sequel to the classic 1983's Bob Clark's A Christmas Story, and I, I'm I'm excited for this just because you know Peter Billingsley is, is coming back as Ralphie, and it's. You know, it's really it feels like a, a true official sequel to this film, which is one of my all-time favorites, and, and it is my favorite Christmas movie. Uh, so, for next week's show and kind of preparation for uh, the sequel's release, I am going to be uh, uh, putting on the table the uh, original classic, the first film a christmas story and, and share with you my thoughts and memories on this film and, and kind of how i discovered it and give you my thoughts uh, in anticipation for uh, for the new one and then uh, in the subsequent weeks i will uh, give you my thoughts and reviews on that as well in addition to be talking about uh, some of the other uh, big releases that are still uh, still to come this year there's the whale with with brendan fraser which the trailer just released this week and was really more of a teaser and, and, and gave away essentially nothing but uh, that looks to be uh, on a on a similar note uh, another engrossing and, and all-encompassing all performance and I, I'm really excited to see uh, what what he uh, what he has to do with it uh, it's, he's getting already great uh, reviews and, and people are raving about his performance so I'm, I'm really excited to see uh, what's in store for that? Uh, for that, but there's also the Fableman, Steven Spielberg's uh, sort of a you know magnus opus, if you will, uh, potentially, uh, as well as other uh, other films uh, coming down uh, down the line. Uh, the uh, uh, the Knives Out sequel, uh, Glass Onion, that's coming out. And just just a you know, it's a great time uh, for. Uh, for films and, and and for cinema and certainly with with the holidays you know this is a great time to to go to the movies with family friends and, and check out uh, really a wide a, a array of, of different genres and I said it before and I'll say it again this has been a, a hell of a year for 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 films I I can't think of I mean maybe 2019 if I if I look back but I mean just you know sort of hit after hit and and not only just hits but of different genres and different stories and different characters i mean this has been an incredible year and we're not done yet so i i, I look forward to ending 2022 uh with a bang and with a with cinematic style but uh that kind of tees things up for where we're where we're going over the next couple of weeks be kind of a mixture of both christmas 
uh, movie reactions and thoughts as well as to uh, to new releases. So stay tuned uh, for that. I did promise we would be getting back to uh, to regular programming after uh, after the fun that was the uh, the Halloween season. But uh, all right, just gives you kind of an idea of, of uh, what's on the uh, on the agenda and what will be. Uh, playing if you will at uh fill with the movies but uh in in any event i think that takes care of uh all that uh all that i have to say uh, for today as always thank you for tuning in and listening to fill with the movies i will be back next week until then everybody take care be well stay safe and go check out some movies take care